This is Our Point with Zach and Carmen. Hello? Hello. Is it you? Oh my God. It's me. Oh, I it's haven't so heard long. your voice in so long. <laughs> oh, we've missed you. I missed you too. Uh, for all, I'm sure um, our lovely pod listeners realized that we took the week off for the 4th of July. I know, Carmen, you have received some very... People were distraught. I think they missed people us. People were upset and they missed us, which just makes me appreciate you guys so much more. And we have really good episodes this week to make up for last week. So thanks for sticking with us. That's true. Welcome to our new listeners. I received a text today that someone was catching up on past episodes. So well, that was Welcome, what the, Joy. that was our week our week break was to provide an opportunity for people to catch up or for Phil to continue to listen to us um, every time he turns his car on. Uh, what'd you what'd you do for your your long weekend in the fourth of July? Oh, I had such a great time. I had Friday off. So my friend Kate and I, we did a little antiques road trip and we went to Centerville and Yankton and we drove across the border and had fried fish for lunch. It was great. So shout out uh, Walls to Walls Antiques in Centerville and River City Relics in Yankton. We just had the world's best day. Oh, that sounds lovely. Mm-hmm. I um, continued to do some some projects around the house, went to my parents' cabin. Uh, my little sister came home from med school. She's on a break, so I saw her. She's out in Virginia. Um, what else did I do? Oh, it was a bajillion and a hundred bajillion degrees outside with straight sun, no breeze, which meant I fried like a lobster. I That's just perfect 4th of July weather. Though. Oh, it, it really was. I mean, I can't lift my hands over my head because, you know, like the skin on your shoulders is so burnt and so tight that it feels like you're going to split in half. What are you drinking over there? I... Willie wasn't in the mood for anything um, I regularly drink, so I dug a hardcore into the crisper, and I found one of the, you know how that's where the weird beers live, or the, mm-hmm. the drinks where that the, people bring, and you're not, you're like, where the vegetables are supposed to go? Yes, where they're supposed to go. My crispers have not seen a vegetable in nary a decade, but this um, I bought specifically for the can. It's beautiful sky blue. It has a unicorn and a rainbow mm-hmm. on it. It's a Montucky cold snack lager. Um, it's the unofficial beer of Montana. And 8% oh. goes back to local causes. And I, like I said, I specifically bought this for the can, but the beer's pretty good. All right, that works. I, um, since it was just the 4th of July and my body is fried and probably my liver as well, I am sticking with water. It, I just I just can't get on board. I need to hydrate. <laughs> we left the house and put it on eco mode. So the house is still, you know, like 85 degrees inside because the air conditioner hasn't caught up. So I'm dying. If you hear a loud thud in the background, <laughs> I have fainted. I just have to carry on without you. <laughs> yes. Just, All right. I, I think I'll make it, but I... I, ha- I have your articles. We, uh, we could pull through until the end. Well, that's good. You know, I... The heat, the heat's a lot. And I normally, 
I will go on the record and say that I am a bigger winter fan than I am a summer fan. And I know that's controversial. And, but I have a long list of reasons why winter is better. And every time I go off my list, people like shake their head and like, oh, you kind of have a point, which I do. <laughs> but I now, I now have a reason that I could maybe put on my why summer is better than winter. And it is reinforced by an article I found in my London, because I'm going global with my publications. And this article is written by Courtney Poken and Robin Darbyshire. And they have an article titled, Men Say Heat Wave Gives Them Summer Penis and Doctors Say It Is Real. So buckle up, everybody. This is why summer is better. I'm so excited to hear more. <laughs> Every man is going to agree. I mean, and ladies. I mean, everybody should just be excited about this, right? Um, I've long said that summer is my favorite season. So you don't <laughs> I have to can tell see me. why. You never told me that this was the reason, but I would have mm-hmm. gotten on board. So this I article. Mean, I'm a lady. <laughs> that's true. This article says that with temperatures soaring to 30 degrees Celsius and above in London, and I checked, that's 86 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, thank you. I was going to ask. Yep. Lots of us will be struggling with the the weather today, but many people at barbecues and beaches um, say that the heat will be tricky to stay cool. However, it is having a bizarre effect on men. Some men are claiming that the heat is giving them summer penis, a phenomenon in which heat causes the penis to appear bigger. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Um, It's not to be confused um, with summer penile syndrome, which I'd never heard of, where men suffer from (laughs) with itchy, painful bites on their penis. Yeah, that that does sound good. That just sounds like you have a disease, like some crabs or something got you. Well, it's a syndrome, so. Um, The term summer penis was coined by Tracy Moore of Mel Magazine after stumbling across several instances of men claiming that warmer weather makes their penis grow. They, they're apparently, which Carmen and I do not go on Reddit, apparently in Reddit, <laughs> lots of people talk about this. They are so confident in themselves and like want to get an answer. This is just how like just bizarre men are in general. They put this on social media and other platforms and literally ask people, I think my dick is bigger in the summer and smaller in the winter. <laughs> Anybody else noticing, noticing size fluctuations during the year? I know mine is bigger and I have better erections in the summer. And I also tend to be more of a shower instead of a grower in the winter. It is the exact opposite in the winter. And why is that? More heat equals better blood flow. So they continue to go on and and talk about a bunch of men just apparently reassuring each other that their penis is bigger in the summer. Um, Specifically, one person wrote that, he doesn't really notice it in his penis size or that his erections are bigger, but he does notice it in his balls. And when it's hot outside, they tend to go down like they are trying to get to his knees. And in the cold days, they look like a little hard brain. Um, <laughs> again, people are putting this on the internet. They have their names attached to the shit that they are posting on social media. It well, I mean, it, it's at least it's the like... Why, yes, I am bigger in the summer. Like, no one is going like, nope, no. not this guy. <laughs> yes. They did obviously continue to say 
the, the same thing can happen if I take a hot bath or a hot shower. Like everything just hangs lower. So these people from my London reached out to a urologist, which I thought was interesting that the one urologist, again, because this is a British publication, <laughs> the one urologist that they can get in touch with was from Orlando. Orlando, <laughs> I love, I love you. you. Um, and his name was Jamin Broadmat. I just want to know a urologist whose first name is Jamin, and then he goes by Jamin. Do you think? Do you think that's how he pronounces it, Carmen? Jamin. Uh yeah, yeah, I do. It's uh, more interesting if that is how he pronounces it. That is. Uh, so he, this doctor, this urologist, confirmed that with temperature changing, your penis size can change. It doesn't change the length or size of your erection, but because your body is trying to regulate its temperature, things will hang lower in in hot temperatures than they do in cold temperatures. So I think us in the North Country up here, we realize what shrinkage is in the winter, and it would only make sense that it would be the opposite in the summer. But That's what I was thinking too. I was like, well... This seems pretty, like, common sense, guys. Yeah, but, but, but guys are common dumb. Common sense goes out the window when you're talking about your penis. Guys are guess. dumb. And clearly the men that were talked about in this publication were super excited. They're super pumped about the fact yeah. that, like... Like, they're going to be on like, the cover of some medical journal. And it's going to say, like, giant summer penis. And well, they're stoked about it. Everybody likes a bigger penis. So... Thank God for Can't the summer. That. I, I will give it to it. summer. This is going at the top of the list of why you might be better than winter. I would just remind these men that are out there freely talking about how big or small their wieners are that this is on the internet forever and their, their names are associated with it. Uh, <laughs> so just, just please remember that. But So what you're saying is when this comes up in their next job interview, they should not be surprised. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. And let's be honest, if they're being interviewed by a man, it's probably something that everybody can relate to and be incredibly excited about. If everybody gets bigger in the summertime, everybody, all the men are going to be in better moods. And in I, a year like, okay. like 2020 where everything sucks. Here's like this one. Is a, this is a win. Right. Sure. Yeah. One we've talked about murder hornets, murder hornets. We've talked about the police killing black folks, coronavirus, the economy fell out. Nobody has a job. Hey, at least dicks are bigger in the summer. All right. This reminds me of an article or probably like a advice column that I read once where a man thought his uh, penis was bigger during full moons. And he would have his wife measure like before and after. (laughs) And they're like, could this possibly be true? Like, is my dick bigger during full moons? And the doctor slash expert that they uh, talked to were like it's probably more of a like psychological you're really excited about this possibility which then like leads it to blood flow and then yeah arousal and then it appears longer on those well Uh, you know what so we were saying it was um very warm yes this weekend, um, and while I was antiquing and Zach was at the lake, other folks were at Mount Rushmore. Uh, so I have an article about some of the melee 
that was out um, in Keystone and Mount Rushmore. And it's from the forum. And I think it used to be the Fargo forum and now it's just the forum. I'm always slightly confused. I think you're right. About the name of the paper. So the forum in North Dakota and South Dakota, because forum communication group also has uh, Mitchell paper, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, Jeremy Fugelberg wrote this article, who's a friend of ours. Protesters block road to Mount Rushmore in advance of Trump visit clash with police National Guard. And it was cool. They had they had uh, quite a few local reporters, in addition to national reporters, out in South Dakota last weekend covering both inside and outside of the park. So some reporters covered um, the, the you know the speeches and who was wearing a mask, Dusty Johnson, who was not wearing a mask, literally everyone else apparently. Um, but Jeremy was on the road uh, to Mount Rushmore. And there were about 150 protesters, many from Native American tribes with deep historical and spiritual claims to the Black Hills, uh, that were protesting lots of things. Um, they rallied against Trump's visit, racial injustice, white supremacy, and obviously the treatment of the United States government since we got here <laughs> or since before um, we were in a country. And so they had signs reminding you that you were on stolen land, uh, that we should honor the tr treaties and the no justice, no peace classic chant. Uh, so they set up a blockade and they had like the National Guard, it said, was there uh, clad in riot gear, the Pennington County Sheriff deputies. Uh, then as I was following, he has a really great um, thread that you can follow on Twitter. It's at jfug, J-A-Y-F-U-G. And he kind of threads it like, here's what's happening now and here's what's happening now because they march from Keystone, like through Keystone up to this road. And then they got some vans and then they took the tires off the vans to Smart. put together their blockade, right? They had said um, the folks that organized it were like, there will be no rioting, there will be no um, violence of any kind like this is what we're we're here to do and the standoff ended um about 7 p.m but not after uh the military police and the deputy sheriffs advanced on the protesters and pepper sprayed about 10 because mm. uh, there was a, a moment in jeremy's twitter thread that they suggested the press back up and they're like okay we're going to take more action now. You're welcome to stay here, but it's going to be unpleasant. I mean, which is polite, I guess. So this article kind of tells the story about um, start to finish, how it went, and then talk about how they, the Native American tribes, um, were given that area of Mount Rushmore in the Fort Laramie Treaty of 1868 as part of the Great Sioux Reservation. Um, but then white people came in and ruined everything. And so there was the, gold there. Because there was gold there. And so mm -hmm. the government seized the land uh, or seized the land from them yep. and pushed them onto smaller reservations, pushing them out of the Black Hills. Because if you've been to South Dakota, it's definitely the prettiest part of our state. And um, in 1980, this was uh, kind of a fun little way to end the article which is a little history lesson thanks jeremy in 
1980, the United States versus Sioux Nation of Indians, the United States Supreme Court ruled that the government had illegally taken the lands under the treaty and determined the tribes should be compensated with interest. And that money is still untouched, and it is over $1 billion today, but it has been rejected by Native American tribes who view only the return of their stolen sacred land as a step toward justice. Yeah. I thought, I saw, because I was on the lake and I was trying not to pay attention to all the craziness that Donald Trump was going to say and spew at his 4th of July rally that I did not receive tickets to. Which now I'm pretty sure as I saw tickets, they only gave tickets to people that would wear mega hats because there was lots and lots and lots and lots of mega hats. Um, so what you're saying is they Googled every ticket holder and you were I wouldn't be surprised. Out. That or I was the only Democrat that applied for a ticket, which also could have been a real possibility. But I did see some folks, because we have some friends that work at the ACLU and other organizations that had pictures of these protesters, which kudos to them, um, because I know when the president comes, that motorcade ain't stopping for anything. So that's great. Also, the president flew on a helicopter. So I, I mean, the protest or their blockade was for other symbolic reasons, which well, great. they also they were blocking ticket holders. Yes. To from the event. Yes. Um, so more more power to them. Good luck. Trump's speech, I listened to a little excerpt of it, was badass crazy, which I don't think anybody's surprised by. But in the pictures and the little clip that I saw, I was more distracted by the fact that Dusty Johnson was the only person in the crowd of like 8,000 that <laughs> decided to wear a mask. It's He's such a nerd and just so just so ridiculous. I just well, can't get you, on the Dusty Johnson train right now. Did just, you see, so you Donald Trump Jr.'s girlfriend tested positive. Yes, and she hugged all, Christy Noem and all the people. Right, and then now they're, and then Christy Noem was on Air Force One with the president, and she has already tested negative, like the day after she was exposed, which generally you might not know things that quickly. And also, no one will say whether or not she refused, well, she's choosing or refusing to self-quarantine as per CDC guidelines. Yeah, she ain't, she ain't quarantining, let's be honest, because then that means the president should also be quarantined. But, you know, that ain't happening either. Well, it, would be, it would be nice of her to set an example of what we should be, show some leadership, perhaps. I think but. she's showing an example of the opposite way of things. Um, yeah, I mean, the fireworks over Mount Rushmore were pretty. Um, and they did not start the Black Hills on fire. They did not start the hills on fire. I will say that Christy Nome looked really pretty in her red dress. Did you see that? She I was really worn pretty. out by my day of antiquing. I yes. went to bed early. It was interesting. I think while the protesting is cool, I do think, I've heard this a couple of times, obviously, that they have over a billion dollars just hanging out and they refuse to take it because they want the Black Hills back. That's been a long sought after thing because didn't they rename also one of the what was harney peak or something harney like peak that is now black elk peak yes yeah so they have done some of that i don't see it ever coming to fruition that they are getting mount rushmore back ever no, no. i i would agree with that and i yeah. do feel like because you know they're they're they have money options for crazy horse as well mm-hmm 
to like finish Crazy Horse, but they won't take any government money. So that includes like NEA grants, you know, National Endowment for the yep. Art grants. They won't take any government money to help aid in um, finishing their Crazy Horse monument memorial. Um, I do feel like that billion dollars would come in pretty handy. It would, especially, I mean, I, I get it that they're, they're trying to make a statement there. Um, I, I understand that too. I but in 1980, that. like that statement was made by somebody else, right? So the people yes. who made that statement may or may not still be in power or alive. Um, yeah. Also, I'm kind of, aren't you kind of shocked that no one's raided that fund yet? <laughs> well, I'm sure the money ain't sitting there. I'm sure it's in a, like an IOU. Well, I'm, um, that's what I'm saying. Like, totally. That somebody hasn't figured out a way to rob that fund money. blind. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. Um, but more power to them. Let's let's make crazy pants the the orange duck a little uncomfortable. And hopefully he was. We know that he wasn't. But I hope down some down sometime deep down inside he re- reflects on his craziness. Well, on that note, I need a refill. All right, let's do it. Okay, so we're back. And finally, there has been some justice to the crazy lady from Central Park. And I this read was an this. an exciting thing to say, to see yesterday. Yeah, it is about time. Again, justice and charges brought against white people apparently takes a very long time. As outlined in the Star Tribune by Tom Hayes with an article titled, White woman charged after racist Central Park confrontation. And I want to start with the title and the headline because I've seen this more and more and more with publications. It happens all the time. And if people reflect about different ethnic groups, they always put the color of their skin in the headline. So it will say black man does this, Hispanic man does this, blah, 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 blah. And finally they are putting white person in the headline as well. So that was the first thing that really caught my eye was that they called her white woman. So welcome as opposed to, to the, Amy Cooper charged after yes, racism. Or woman charged, blah, 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 blah. Good point. Good they point. always seem to put a descriptor the, on the default, color of That skin. means everyone is white, which is obviously not true. So yes. So call out. I, I enjoyed that, but everybody will probably remember the video of the woman from um, Central Park in the Rambler, I believe, was the section of the park where all the bird watching was. And there was a black man who was watching birds. And this racist was decided to take her dog that I think she was fostering off its leash. So she clearly didn't even know how the dog was going to behave because it's not hers. And so the man asked her to put the dog back in the leash. She let her racist flag fly decided to get exacerbated, get all worked up, threaten him that he was, she was going to call the cops and, you know, say that there was an African American man that was threatening her and was really, was really wielding her privilege. I think she knew exactly what she was doing when she was weaponizing her privilege. Cause she said, I'm going to tell them that. Yes. Before she, a African American man is threatening me as opposed to like just calling and, and saying that. Cause that's, that was the really the part that I thought made her 
racist video different from the other racist videos that we see multiple times a day every day? Yeah, because this was a established professional woman who has went to college that very much knew what she was doing in weaponizing her her race against an African-American man for her to get her way, even though she was clearly in the wrong. Luckily, you know, the man said, <laughs> go ahead and call them. She did that. And there has now been charges by the district attorney um, on Monday said that they have charged Amy Cooper with falsely reporting the confrontation, a misdemeanor which carries a maximum penalty of a year behind bars, and she will be appearing in court on October 14th. I hope she has to serve her maximum year penalty since black people get thrown in jail for (laughs) crazy things and have to do their maximum all the time. Of course, Amy Cooper's attorney said that she would be fighting this charge and that her client or his client has already lost her livelihood and her public life. Now some demand her freedom? Bitch, get over yourself. Well, and I think, you know, that's what we're talking about here is for all of the trouble that she caused, she's facing a maximum penalty of a year behind bars. I mean, I would... A misdemeanor. Put, I'd put money on community service if that, but whatever. Yes. Um, however, we've seen what happens when the police show up and shoot first and ask questions later, and that is not a phrase, that is a literal thing that happens, that he easily could have been killed based on her finger pointing alone. And for that, that's what she deserves to go to prison for is that she truly threatened his life with the weapon that is the police department. Well, and I think there's a couple of things that this article continues to point out, which I think really shows Amy Cooper's intentions and just how big of a racist she is and where her white privilege comes from. You know, she goes on to say that she reacted emotionally and made false assumptions about his intentions. But that statement that she released as an apology came from a public relations service that Amy Cooper hired. So Amy Cooper, when facing the fact that she's a racist and got it caught on video camera, apparently found Olivia Pope to help her, (laughs) uh, you know sway public opinion into the fact that she's actually the victim and not, you know, the black man that she accused of threatening her life. Olivia Pope would have done a way better job than that. Uh, If any of you aren't Scandal fans, that is uh, all reference to um, one of our favorite Shondaland universes. uh, That's Scandal. Anyway, go ahead. It was great. So, you know, apparently she is being charged under an old law that is based on making false, you know, calling into 911 and making a false, a false claim, false accusation. By the time that the cops got to the park, both the racist and the black man who was accused, um, falsely accused, had already left and they were, they were nowhere to be seen. But following this incident, which was caught on camera, New York um, changed a law in June to make it easier under civil rights to sue an individual who calls a police officer on someone without reason because of their background, including race or national origin. Um, the new law, which That's was signed last cool. month, yeah, also holds. 
and an individual who makes 911 calls liable for, quote, injunctive relief damages or any other appropriate relief in a civil lawsuit. Yes. So I am hoping that she can also be charged under this new law that has been passed since she clearly made a false claim into 911 based on somebody's race. So there will be more stories of this about this as it gets closer to October because, again, she has her first court date, I believe, on October 14th, it said. But, girl, you got caught on camera being a racist. Ain't nobody feel sorry for you. Well, and what's so... This whole thing is just so ridiculous because she was in the wrong in the first place. (laughs) Yes. Like, she wasn't supposed to have her dog off leash, and he was like, please move to a different area of the park. You're scaring the birds. (laughs) And that's when she lost her shit for being asked to do, for being asked to follow the rules. She, that's like why the whole thing started. And that's like, guys, why you got to be that way? Because Karens are throwing temper tantrums. They're throwing shit out of their carts at Costco. They're flopping around like a toddler. They, they are just. That woman who was throwing things out of her cart. That was, that was a lot. That was also the lady in Target who was pulling all the masks off. Yes. And then she was like, I work for the White House. Yes. She was she was a special special treat over the weekend as well. Oh, all right. Uh, well, you know, it was a special treat. Was it last week? I don't know. Time has no meaning. It was the but week I wanted- we were on break. It was the week we were on break. Guys, let's talk about abortion. Woo! Uh, you knew it was coming. If you follow the Supreme Court, like... A bunch of nerds that would listen to this podcast so shout out uh (laughs) what shout out to you and i (laughs) hannah hannah there you go (laughs) (laughs) she was definitely excited about this uh so this is washington post uh supreme court strikes down restrictive louisiana abortion law that would have closed clinics by robert barnes so in what has been a very surprising Supreme Court year, season. I don't know what it, what, what do we call it when they deliver all of their deliberations? Yeah, I think it's called, I can think they Verdicts. call it a, their let's session. Just, let's call it a season. Okay, we'll call it All right, season. so uh, we had DACA, which was great. There was, what was the other one? An LGBT uh, one. Yes, you can't be fired because you're gay. Right. Yeah, that was so great. That was like that was a good one. And then now the Supreme Court struck down this um, abortion law, which they are calling a dramatic victory for abortion rights activists and a bitter disappointment to conservatives in the first showdown. Blah 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 blah. So the reason this is so surprising is because the President Trump illegally stacked the court with um, conservative judges um, because he stole the seat from Merrick uh, Garland. Merrick Garland. Right. Yep. And so, and instead appointed uh, Neil Gorsuch and douche canoe Brett Kavanaugh. And mm-hmm. so people really expected this to be like a landslide in um, the anti-abortion side uh, favor. And then it wasn't. And Um, legal scholars out there are probably not listening to our podcast so basically the louisiana law said that if you want to um, be uh, an abortion provider 
at a clinic, generally those have been taken out of not Major primary care, but like, yeah, healthcare systems, like your regular gyno care, which is where it should be, and um, regulated to independent clinics or like Planned Parenthood, that kind of thing. So if you're a doctor at those clinics, you have to be able to have admitting privileges at a nearby hospital, which is, uh, which shouldn't be a problem because they're fucking doctors, but it's all, of course, like super politicized. And so then the hospital system would say, uh, no, we can't have the likes of you have admitting privileges uh, at nearby hospitals, even though, uh, A, if you went to the uh, emergency room, you'd be seen regardless, and B, abortion is incredibly safe, safer than having a baby. And so the what we're doing, it's just, um, we call them trap laws, which are targeted restrictions of abortion providers. And so this is just one in a long list of laws that make no sense, but are meant to harm women and be ridiculous. And so what they said was they dissented, the 5-4 vote, um, they dissented on uh, a case that they had previously already uh, ruled on uh, in Texas. And Chief Justice Roberts, right? Yes, Chief, Roberts. Chief Justice yep. John Roberts, Jr., yep. Uh, he was like, can't break precedent. Uh, and that's why, even though personally, my personal feelings don't come into play, we have to uphold that. And then the other thing that is just kind of... So then there's a lot of anti-choice rambling because every man had to write a legal treatise on the subject and none of the women did. And let me tell you how irritating that is. <laughs> no woman wrote about the case. All six male justices did. I did think that was interesting that that's how it played out. And I, I don't know if it's because they're on the losing side or if they were like, my penis is bigger in the summer and everyone wants to know how I feel about women. I, I don't know exactly why that is. I hadn't read why all the men felt compelled to. I mean, I think it is interesting, again, that John Roberts, I mean, he's he's the one that's siding with the, with the liberals on these cases. And I think there are some legal scholars specifically that talk about the Supreme Court that talk over and over again that John Roberts has now been on the court for 15 years and has really kind of have taken a look and has really been incredibly political at, about looking about public standing of the court and the court's legacy separate from the political discussion. So there was, there was a lot of learning that happened following Bush v. Gore case and Citizens United and how public sentiment turned incredibly fast on the Supreme Court and how they're really hanging on by a thread. And so John Roberts you know, has really came to be a saving grace on huge landmark cases, specifically Obamacare the first time, gay marriage, um, now this abortion case, the other gay well, and issue. He, he's and, right to be concerned about public opinion of the court because yeah. if it's just a shell for the executive branch, then they serve no purpose because yeah, that, that goes against the whole point of the three um, branches of government. Yeah, so there, I mean, it is interesting when John Roberts, you know, this case was incredibly surprising. I think a lot of people have been surprised by um, Chief Justice, Justice Roberts in general. The other thing about this abortion case that wasn't, I've, I've talked about in this case, but 
again, goes back to some of the bigger political discussions that have been going on in the country, specifically surrounding the Senate. And this has put even more pressure on Susan Collins, who we have talking about, talked about in a previous episode up in Maine, who is a pro-choice Republican who continually, continually supports judicial nominees that are anti-choice. She did that with both Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh. And the Brett Kavanaugh vote is the reason that Susan Collins is in so much trouble up in Maine. And she, in that process, said that she had a conversation with Brett Kavanaugh about, you know, existing precedent, uh, court precedent, and Roe v. Wade, and that he would not overturn abortion, and it would be legal, and he had a conversation. He said he wouldn't do it. Well, surprise, surprise, the anti-choice crazy douche canoe that she supported voted against abortion access. expected him to. Right. So nope. there, this hasn't been something that's been talked about on the larger scale of things or um, in this article, but this again made Susan Collins this last week has been not so great for her because again, it reiterated four months out from election that she is supporting anti-choice candidates who are voting against choice issues, which are important to the voters of Maine. Yes, I agree. <sighs> The Supreme Court. Who would have hey, thought you know in 2020 what? they'd be the, the bright spot along with bigger the bar is in the so summer. low that yeah. the Supreme Court, it's like, <laughs> this is the best thing to happen to us all year. Thank and you that for still literal- being terrible, but not a complete <laughs> dumpster fire. Thank you. So there's that. On another episode, I told you to read She Said um, by Jody Cantor and Megan Chewy. Uh, Because it talked about non-disclosure clauses and Harvey Weinstein specifically. And it was this really well-researched book. And and I believe it's like out in paperback now. But I'm going to tell you to read it again if you'd like to know more about Brett Kavanaugh. Because there is a section of the book toward the end about uh, Christine Blasey Ford and uh, accusing him of sexual assault when they were in high school. High school? Mm -hmm. College? High school. Uh, And so if you're like, boy, Carmen and Zach really don't like that guy, uh, you can read up about um, him and the amazing patriot that is Dr. Christine Blasey Ford. That's great. Um, My parting thought is I mentioned that we are about four months out from from election day now. And so if you are incensed by what is going on in this country with how the Supreme Court is, to Black Lives Matter, to the economy, to, I mean, women's access to reproductive health. I mean, we could go on and on and on. Now is the time to put your money where your mouth is. And so, like, give candidates that you support or opponents to candidates you don't like, give them $5. So if... Now, now's the time to do it. Now's the time when they need your money. They don't need your money three days before the election. They don't need your money two weeks before the election. They need it now. They need to be able to start spending hard in August and September. And so if you don't want Mitch McConnell in charge of who is nominated for the Supreme Court, because Republicans do a better job about paying attention to the courts and packing them and make that a voting block, 
please go out and support Mitch McConnell's opponent in the election. She Amy, is Amy McGrath. Amy McGrath. Um, she is a retired um, Air Force pilot, I believe. She is incredibly, incredibly competitive in the state. Mitch McConnell and her are like one point away from each other. So defeating Mitch McConnell will do a lot in helping the country get back on track, hopefully make the gears start moving again, even if that means some compromise happens. But we need the turtle to lose. And so please go support your candidates and specifically Amy McGrath. Yeah, we're 119 days out. Let's do this, you guys. It's terrifying. All right. right. We'll chat later. Thursday. Bye. Thank you for listening to Our Point. To stay up to date and for links of the articles that we discussed in this podcast, join us on Facebook and Twitter at Our Point Podcast. If you have articles that you would like us to discuss, feel free to tag us on Facebook or Twitter, or you can also email us at ourpointpodcast at gmail.com.